0: Well, hello everybody, and welcome to episode 238 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news, and tonight we mean all of it. Like, holy smokes. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matoro. Jump, Jimbo. <laughs> Uh good teaser. We're gonna talk a little bit about that later on, as Sam just did a Dexter impression. Uh well, actually, I guess Dexter's neighbor. I was like
1: choking on water as I said it. <laughs> you know. Good way to start. Well, we got a Dexter
0: teaser. We're gonna talk about that later. So yeah. Episode 238. I can't wait. Welcome to the shit show. Um I was taking a shower today and I thought of two really cool podcast names that we're like, I'm going to keep classified and top secret, but just know that if I ever like do another podcast later in life, I'm going to name them one of these things. And I if really he does really a really spinoff
1: think... as, you know, all. You well, know, well, we already have one. And, and I
0: and I kicked myself in the ass for not thinking about this before I did the spinoff with the Nintendo. But I got an even better name than that. Oh, my goodness gracious. But well.
1: Tell me off air.
0: I'm going to tell you off air, yeah, but I'm going to keep... I, don't know, I still like
1: the Nintendo, though. I, I still like that name.
0: I, I like it, too. I like it, too. And, and maybe, you know, around November and all this other stuff, we'll get the return. Who knows? But we got a lot to talk about tonight. We're going to kick it off just real quick with our E3 plans. We did not have an E3 in 2020, and it's very weird. Sam and I have done predictions. We have done uh, press conference recaps every year for four years, and then all of a sudden... It's not there in 2020 due to the coronavirus, but it's back in a virtual environment in 2021. PlayStation, again, skipping it, but we got Square Enix, Ubisoft, Nintendo, Xbox slash Bethesda. We have Summer Game Fest, which will have some PlayStation stuff. So we have a lot to cover, and that all starts June 10th, So uh, and it's going to last a week. So we've been figuring out our E3 coverage. We'll talk about that and what that will be in a few minutes. We have our Trivia. Uh, and our picks of the week trivia is five to five in our race to 11 win by two. Sam, before we started recording, you had mentioned, huh, that intrigues you. That makes you laugh.
1: Why? What? That we're all tied. I, I like that we're all tied. It keeps it interesting. Yeah, it does keep it interesting. Usually, you know, you don't want a blow out.
0: Well, usually I'm up by four and a half right now and slowly losing it because that's what yeah, I,
1: I do. It sounds about right. I oh, go no, got to keep the, my wind out of my house. I got to keep it moving.
0: I go up big early every time. And then I just fall into a well of not knowing anything for six months. Sam eventually catches up and somehow it always goes down to the wire. That's just
1: No, and then I just lose it at the end.
0: You won two of five. That's that's something. That's a participation trophy at worst.
1: No, I don't want the participation <laughs> trophy, god damn it. It's
0: five to five on our race to eleven win by two. We're actually gonna start with gaming tonight and I can expect That that might be the case for the next month or so, but we'll see. We'll kind of let the the excitement and the announcements take themselves there and and where we need to go. But Sam will start the hosting duties tonight in gaming where we got release dates for Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl and also a release date for Pokemon Legends Arceus, Arceus, uh, however you want to pronounce it, I say Arceus. Um, We got impressions of Zero Degrees. Thank you so much to East Asia Soft for providing us the review copy. But we got some impressions there. I also got impressions for Knockout City. I have been waiting for this. It was my number three in, I think it was the Nintendo Direct. I can't remember. But whenever we first heard about that game, it was my number three of most hyped announcements. It's the game where you run around the city playing dodgeball, and I'm psyched on
1: it. Yeah, I've seen some gameplay.
0: Yeah, and so... uh, it's out now. It's free for the next three days, two days once you hear this pod. If you're listening to it on Friday, we're here on the 27th of May. It's free right now until the 30th of May, at least on the Switch. It is on Game Pass, so if you're an Xbox player, you can just go play the whole version for free. PlayStation, I don't know the price points uh, if you're a PlayStation player or on PC, but I played on the Switch. I've played 10 matches. I wanted a nice round number so I can give our impressions on my 10 matches played in knockout city sonic the hedgehog got a 30th anniversary we'll call it a direct but it was just a presentation had nothing to do with nintendo direct is just a universally known kind of term for this shit uh we got even more coming xbox announced their e3 time we have ubisoft doing the same god of wars next game title might have been leaked who knows sony had something to say about it uh for horizon forbidden west got a state of play PlayStation sending more games to PC. Far Cry 6 is going to get a blowout the day you're hearing this podcast. Dying Light 2 got a blowout. So we got all of that stuff. That's just gaming. In movies, we have reviews for F9 and Cruella. Amazon made a giant purchase. That's where our top three is going to lie. You'd think it would be gaming tonight. No, 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 my friends and foes. It is in movies. We're going to talk about of all the MGM uh, franchises that Amazon just acquired, which are our top three that we're excited to see what Amazon's going to do with them? So we're really looking forward to that top three. Eternals. Normally, this would like lead the pod off, but Eternals got a teaser trailer, like two minutes. We're going to talk about that. And that's kind of buried today with all the crazy stuff happening, but we'll get to that.
1: I mean, they didn't even really show too much. <sighs> You're not wrong. It was the definition of a teaser.
0: Craven I would say the Dexter thing was and the Cobra Kai thing were more teasery than this teaser. This teaser at least had a spoken word. Uh, well, Dexter did too. Uh, we got our new and our actually our first Craven the Hunter and this was our most popular story on our Facebook this week with all the stuff that happened, we had the most engagement with our in a positive way. With the new Craven the Hunter, I'm not happy about the – well, I shouldn't say I'm not happy about it. I'm completely whatever with the casting. But we'll talk a little bit more about that in TV. We got that Dexter pre- uh, tease that we were talking about a few minutes ago and alluding to. We might have an idea of Oscar Isaac's suit for the Moon Knight series. And the CW is starting over with the Power Powderpuff Girl series. That's before <laughs> – we go into the music section. We have one story, but Sam and I are have a review for the new We Were Sh- uh, We Were Sharks record called New Low. It is available now. We'll talk about our impressions of that record before Sam talked about it last week. He's out of Wada games, so right now we're gonna switch it to a CGC TCG baby. <laughs> I come up
1: with dumb names, and, and I I only have what two or three of them. So I'm just, I I'm, I'm waiting for Wada. I'm waiting for CGC to send some stuff. So I know both companies are backed up. So hopefully maybe a month or two, they'll start hopefully rolling in.
0: If you don't know what a TCG is, it's the trading card game. So Sam actually has some cards that he got graded from CGC. Uh, So we'll do one of those tonight for our weekly spotlight. So that's a lot of show. So let's not waste any more time. Let's start it off where we customarily do with our picks of the week.
1: I finally got around to seeing... DC's latest animated movie, Justice Society, World War II. And it, it's funny, going in, I didn't realize how heavy was going to be Barry Allen. You know, you just see kind of World War II, you know, I was, I'm thinking like Jay Garrick, you know, it's going to be more towards him, but you know, it's, it, it. I would say it's mainly Barry, but you know, you get your Wonder Woman, you get Jay Garrick, Flash, you get Black Canary, Our Man, Hawkman, Steve Trevor's in it. We get our boy Liam McIntyre as the voice of Aquaman. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool, but again, this is about uh, uh, Barry takes like a, I guess, like a quote vacation, goes to Metropolis, happens to see Superman fighting Brainiac, and this kryptonite bullet is headed to Superman, and he runs so fast to stop it, and he taps into the speed force, and he ends up in World War II, and it's just interesting to kind of see him deal with that, you know, he finds out about the Justice Society of America, why they were kept hidden, because he had no idea who they were. Why did they keep them from history? So he's dealing with that, trying to get back to the past. I'm not going to say this is DC's best movie, but I, I did enjoy it. You know, you, you get to see Our Man, who you really don't get to see too much. You know, a lot of the Golden Age, you know, people, you don't you don't see too much. So it's good when they get their little time to shine. And uh, one of the good things about, you know, getting the Blu-ray is you get um, the, you know, the DC short, the DC showcase. This one was Commandi, the last boy on Earth. And this is Jack Kirby's creation, came to life he's like an animated last civilized teenage boy on a post-apocalyptic earth ruled by talking animals and he must survive you know like a series of deadly tests and i I thought it was awesome it was different one of the reasons i always buy the move the blu-rays because you always get these little showcase and you get the sneak peek of the next movie that they're working on and the next one that they're working on was batman the long halloween part one so you just gotta you know hear the voice cast interviews and you get just get you hyped And i really can't wait for that so this was 84 minutes i think it has 80 percent of rotten tomatoes ijan gave it a 9 out of 10 i think i'm more like a 7-5 i think that's pretty fair but this was like in continuation with the the superman Maned tomorrow that animated movie that came out like a year or two ago so just continuing that so dc animated they know what they're doing if you got 84 minutes check out Justice Society, World War II. You got that physical
0: copy, yeah? Oh,
1: Every DC movie I have in you know Blu-ray form. I'm that kind of nerd.
0: Excellent. Uh, my pick of the week is a show we are caught up on. It still has the finale to go this weekend, but really excited of where it's at. It's good enough to be our pick of the week in a big way. It would be if Ashley was on this podcast, it would be her pick of the week, too. Uh, it's a, the HBO show taking place right here near uh, Malvern and... And uh, was at Brenmar and all this other good stuff is a uh, mayor of East town. It's super amazing. It's like really, really, really good. I think i heard of it. Yeah. It's the new thing. Sweeping Twitter with everybody doing a uh, Northeast, uh, you know, Pennsylvania accents, going to the wow. I getting a hoogie. Uh, it's never it's, even heard that once. Uh, then you are on the wrong Twitter.
1: You're on the good. Twitter. Uh, I, I, I don't go on Twitter often.
0: You're on the good Twitter. You're on the Twitter. That's not toxic. I
1: don't know. Uh, it's got Kate Winslet,
0: who starred in the Titanic. It's got Gene Never Smart. Yeah, it's got Gene <laughs> Smart, who is simultaneously starring in another HBO show called H or actually an HBO Max original called Hacks. Thought it'd be funny. It is not. It's bad. Uh, Julia Nicholson. She's in it as well. Um, who else is like notable that you would know? I feel like there's one more. Yeah, you, there is one more. Uh, David Denman. I swear he's in like everything, but for like one episode, you'd know exactly who it was. doesn't sound familiar. Yeah. You would know exactly who it was. If so, facto, really, this show is fantastic. Um, Kate Winslet is detective mayor. Sheehan. she is again, a Pennsylvania, really Philadelphia kind of suburb area. It takes place right in our backyard. 40. I Googled it. The place where it takes place is 42 minutes from my front step with traffic. So, uh, I googled it at five o'clock, so that's why I figured it's with traffic. So it's really neat, small town, northeast, you know, Pennsylvania, and it's a murder and kidnapping that happens in the small town. Mayor is the detective on the case. She had also lost a family member recently, so there's that trauma, and it's that who done it, the classic murder mystery who done it. It's only seven episodes. It's going to be a limited series. It's not going to be renewed for season two. This is seven, and you're done. The first six are out, we've watched them. We both have a very strong theory of the climax and the whodunit, the big mystery is about to be resolved. Uh, the seventh episode is this Sunday night at 10. So if you have the weekend on Memorial Day, if you're not doing anything, it's going to be pretty rainy and you're not going down the shore or what have you. Mayor of Easttown, it's on HBO. If you love a good murder mystery, if you love a good kidnap mystery, if you love a good uh, hoagie, then go down and uh, check out Mayor of Easttown. If you're from if you're from Philly, you're going to get a kick out of it, dude. Everybody's wearing Phillies and Eagle shit. There's Wawa bags. Everybody's eating out of. Oh, Evan Peters is in it, too. Who am I? You know, Evan Peters. Like,
1: he's oh, yeah, in- Mr. Boner, huh? <laughs> there you go. And he's in like
0: every season of American Horror Story. Um, but yeah, super good show. I would check it out, highly, highly recommend it. It's funny, it's crazy. There's one scene that's very fucking disturbing that I'll leave for that. But Mayor of East Town HBO, and you can watch on HBO Max if you choose, but it's on HBO Sunday nights at 10. Got the finale coming this Sunday. So, those are our picks of the week. It's five for me, five for you in our Trivia Race 211, win by two. Sam, give me your question first.
1: I'm sticking with Pokemon questions. Uh Uh-oh. Yep. What Pokemon TCG set did the first Shining Charizard come out in?
0: I need the answers.
1: (laughs) A, Neo Discovery. B, Neo Destiny. C, Neo Genesis. D, Neo Revelations. You got a twenty five percent chance, guess brother.
0: As good as I am at the TCG, like I'm just so much better at the Wizards of the Coast stuff.
1: Like pre- I, I just figured since my my Pokemon card is going to be a shiny Charizard, I figured why not go with a shiny Charizard question. All right, what well, what were the choices again, my friend? So okay, they're all Neo. So it's A Discovery, B Destiny, C Genesis, D Revelations.
0: If i I know Destiny has one. I just don't know if it's the first. Um, it's like weird too. I remember the card. It's like,
1: it's no the, the hollow is awesome.
0: Oh, I, okay. For, so for, I, didn't, for I didn't know it was. I, I didn't know if it was a hollow or not. But I I thought it was like just his shadow. It's like. It's it, like
1: do you think the Pokemon TCG would not make a hollow shining Charizard? Are you out of
0: your fucking mind? No, that's fair enough. You're talking about it like it's the wrong answer. So I'm gonna go with Destiny
1: destiny is correct all right all
0: right yeah i just knew that that was the one that had one i don't know if the other ones even have
1: one so it, i have no idea either i just thought it was a cool question with you no know, the shiny charizard i'm going you know my themes i keep it going do you have one that's the one that will be tonight not not from new destiny it's from gotcha. champions path
0: gotcha oh you got the old champions path v max right i just the v
1: oh, I, just I do the have v. the v it's sitting at CGC, if they had ever, you know, receive it, just sitting in the warehouse House for the last three weeks. Hello, is it, uh,
0: is it the rainbows art or the regular?
1: uh Both. Oh my boy, the other rainbows yeah, art. I, I, that was the last one I needed. I completed it. Oh, They're all getting graded, oh, and I'm oh, done. Thank Jesus. you. I'm again.
0: Oh Jesus! All right, my pick or my pick week. My question for you: I think you're going to get it without answers. That's how confident I am tonight. Who I would was, love that. Who was the first person to play James Bond in a film?
1: Oh geez. are you are you count, Do you count Casino Royale?
0: I'm counting the first person to play James Bond oh,
1: in a film. God. It starts with an I think his last name starts with an N. Niven. <sighs> yeah. That's Casino Royale. Well, if he you, would he you, would
0: be one of my choices.
1: Yeah, if if you say the first person,
0: who was the first person to appear on film as
1: James Bond, I I have to say Nevin,
0: it's Connery,
1: but he he was if you look, he was Casino Royale before Connery was. If you look, look if I look at Casino Royale, I know a hundred percent fact it was before he was.
0: I have as the list of bonds. Well, who was Toby Stevens? No, he was later, right?
1: Toby Stevens?
0: Yeah, he was later. I don't uh, know who
1: Toby Stevens is, but I, I know Nevin is the first. Technically, he was the first. And, of course, right now my internet is not cooperating.
0: But, well, hold on. Actually. In 1954, CBS paid Ian Fleming $1,000 to adapt his novel Casino Royale into a one hour television adventure. So that's a made for TV movie, though.
1: 1967 film. Yeah. And Connery was 1962.
0: Not, was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess you're right. Like, I thought I did this right. Like Doctor No was the first one. Yeah,
1: this
0: is a 1962 huh. spy film starring Sean Connery as James Bond. But
1: I know it's was the was first
0: one. film in the James Bond series. There you go. So yeah, Connery is the correct answer.
1: Nevin, if Nevin was, was, was in him.
0: Casino Royale, that's a TV that was a TV
1: special, not a movie. I thought there was one in fifty seven. Hold on. I'm going to
0: I, I He's going down the rabbit hole one. live on the air, folks.
1: He's allowed I, to. I, I just thought there was one in nineteen fifty 1950, I like nineteen fifty seven is jumping out. Like I know I seen I know because it was more like a comedy. Royale was fifty three. Yeah, to me, so that and was, it was and it, th- it was
0: but that was three episodes over one hour. So yeah. list of films. Here you go. List of films. James Bond films. 1962, first one uh there was 1960 right, so 60- that
1: was the movie okay okay yeah, yeah. I-, I thought it was kind of a trick question i thought you would have went with that i mean i know obviously connery was the first one but okay okay that's fair do you want to re- Do you want me to re-ask it and forget this ever no happened? no 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 no. we're all good we're all good you sure yeah all right Hi, brother you're up by You're five five i'm five all right so before
0: we get into the gaming stuff let's talk about real quick our e3 plans um e3 And the Summer Game Fest, Summer Game Fest is going to start June 10th. E3 is going to start June 12th. And normally we would do predictions and all that stuff like the week of, but that would be June 10th, releasing June 11th. So we would give predictions for something that started already that happened and you wouldn't hear it until after the thing, after like half of our predictions would already have been over. And then if you don't listen to it on the day it releases, then E3 starts and then it's all a moot point. So what we're going to do is next week, as a matter of fact, on the third for us, the fourth for you, when you're hearing this, uh, Friday the 4th, you're going to hear our E3 slash Summer Game Fest predictions. I'm going to try to drive a lot of that because I have stupid you know, mindset that goes places that it should get. And
1: considering I think what I play, what one game this year. So I've been, you know, the game has been off to the side to me and PlayStation
0: year. in all fairness is not going to be at E3. they will be at summer game fest, but it's really difficult to predict like what that could even look like because they don't have a dedicated space. We don't know anything. So I'll try to drive a lot of the predictions. Sam will kind of read them. He'll be the host kind of reading them off and things like that. My plan is, is to just on the fly, Sam text you the predictions So you can't get ahead of them and read them ahead of time. So that way you're just as shocked as the audience when you read it for the first okay. time. Okay.
1: I like so I'll, that.
0: I'll text you them as we go. Um, and then that'll be that unless he's at my house and we decide to do a live one and see each other for the first time or forever. Who knows? Like this is all a fluid situation, uh, but most likely it'll be the way we're doing it now. So I'll text him and he'll read them for the first time as he's seeing them live. It'll be crazy. And I can't wait because we're not going to prep on him, so he can't like get the pronunciations right. So that's that's going to yeah, be yeah. So
1: ex- expect some things to be butchered.
0: I don't think so. I think you'll be all right. I already have like a couple. I got to shave some down because there's no way all of them are going to happen. But uh, I have Xbox slash Bethesda done. I have Nintendo done. I have PlayStation done. I'm not doing Square Enix and Ubisoft and all that stuff. There's just gotcha, no point. gotcha. I'm going to keep it to the main console manufacturers. And if let's say I predict. I don't know, uh, a Square Enix thing happening on Xbox's stage, but it happens at the Square Enix thing, I'm going to just count it as as it being correct. So we'll do our predictions th- next week. Then the show will happen on the 10th. The show goes through the week of the 17th. It depends on, we know Xbox's time. It depends on when Nintendo is going to give their direct. It probably will be Tuesday the 15th. That's generally when they do it is the Tuesday after Microsoft as they go on Sunday. So my thought is that Thursday, we'll have our recap. Now, the way we're going to do it, are bonus episodes, we're not, you know, we understand that not everybody loves gaming, not everybody tunes in for the gaming stuff. And not everybody wants an hour of a pod dedicated to just E3 stuff, whether that be predictions or recaps. So we'll actually send them out as bonus episodes, along with The content. So the predictions are going to go out the same day as the normal episode. We're going to release two episodes in one. The recaps will probably do the same. Again, it kind of depends on what those announcements are and if there's anything kind of worth the hype. But we'll figure that out as we go. But just so you know, for the next three weeks, you're going to get a ton of stuff, including multiple bonus episodes from us talking about E3 and all the cool announcements. We just didn't have one last year. It's just going to be nice to have this again. And have that one week where all eyes are on the industry, hype announcements, Nintendo Directs, Xbox showcases, 90 minutes long of fun. I'm just really excited. But those are our E3 plans. I'm excited, Sam. Are you?
1: I'm just glad the world's coming back. I I miss everybody.
0: (laughs) It's going to be a lot of fun. He basically just said, nah, I don't want to do no bonus episodes. Uh, But but that'll be that. (laughs) Those are our E3 plans. and, And that'll be the next three weeks of content for you.
1: Now let me take over in gaming, and you know we got to start heavy in Pokemon. So we got the Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, and Pokemon Legends Arceus. Yes, all got release dates, box art, and official character models. We saw the character models
0: in the reveal trailers back on February twenty uh, fifth or twenty seventh, whenever the the Pokemon Presents was. But now we got them actually a little bit updated. The Diamond, the Diamond and Pearl ones look a little bit better than they did back in February because that was a little rough, but. The dates for everything. November 19th for uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. So November 19th of this year, right around when Pokemon games happen, generally the mainline ones come out in November. So that makes a lot of sense. It's kind of nothing really new (laughs) there. But Legends, just two months later, on January 28th, 2022, if you need a little bit of a refresher, this is that Pokemon of the Wild style game that we saw back in February where you're – in the feudal Sinnoh region, creating the world's ever first ever Pokédex with old style Pokéballs running around like crazy. Um, we didn't get new looks at them. So I don't know what to make of that. But at least we know because they said early 2022. At least now we know in just two months time, we're getting Gen 4 remakes and a brand new single player experience that I'm so excited for.
1: I assume you're getting all three.
0: I will be getting the double pack, that's correct, of, of mm-hmm. Diamond and Pearl, because mm-hmm. I am extra. Um, and then I will get Legends Arceus the day it comes out. The box art, oh, for all of them, are really good. I am finally, because Sword Maybe and Shield. they
1: were listening to the podcast, and they heard that we were disappointed of their last couple of releases for their box art.
0: Sword and Shield has just the worst box art ever like it's just so bad so shining pearl and brilliant diamond they went black background instead of just white they have the the uh the legendaries in 3d models as opposed to hand drawn and they're like in action you're like one sweating you can see its pores and taste buds it's weird it's the dialga and so they look good but the legends box art is just something to behold it reminds me of ken sugimori's like 1995 and six old school watercolors that he did, which is like the fucking coolest, most nostalgic thing for me is going back and looking at, the, at those old things like I used to see in Funko Land magazines and uh, Nintendo Power and all that stuff. So it looks gorgeous. I need more gameplay, and I'm scared that it's going to be at E3. You don't I don't
1: need nothing. You, if they didn't show anyone shit, you guys are still buying everything.
0: Legends Legends looked rough and and a
1: lot of people are It very... it, it, it did, but I I think you guys are Sims for Nintendo and Pokemon that you guys are going to buy no matter what.
0: I'm not debating that it's not going to sell. I just the critical part of it. I mean, the critical part of Sword and Shield, people still liked it and that got yeah. nines everywhere and that still had the people freaking out. So, yeah, I think this is probably a 5-7 million seller minimum uh it's going to do really really well i i just want to see more to see if that maybe frame rate has improved to see if they added something you know some depth to to diamond pearl because i just don't want flat remakes i want something kind of fresh there so we'll hold off i'm just scared that that's going to happen at e3 and i don't want that i don't want nintendo's direct to be dedicated to shit i know about um that's just that's just time lost for new shit. So I hope maybe a Pokemon presents in June or something like that can July, whatever, can kind of tie that over. But we got a lot of cool stuff there. I'm really excited. I'm more excited for Legends Arceus because it's just something new and it's single player. Like, holy shit. I don't need to go trade for version exclusives. That's a beautiful thing. Uh, but yeah, that uh, if you haven't seen the box arts, they're on all of our social medias. Check them out
1: gmax bulbasaur and gmax squirtle will be available for free in pokemon home and sword and shield in june
0: if you have pokemon home or just if you don't you just have sword and shield no problem if you beat pokemon sword or shield you get the gmax charmander because everybody loves charizard he's like one of the top five most popular of all time and uh maybe even top three and so he's
1: got it top three i i would die on that hill top three I
0: he generally it generally does score in that three to five range of all time Mewtwo tends to go number one and lucario's right there but i mean i would say
1: pikachu mewtwo charizard yeah but everybody hates pikachu he's just the mascot nobody yeah but but he's just you just everyone knows who freaking pikachu is
0: yeah but kids can't vote in these polls if they could pikachu would probably be number one helena's favorite um But we already got that as a present for beating the game. And where are the G-Max Squirtles and and Venusaur's? We knew that they were coming with the DLC, but now everybody gets one just for this new Pokemon Home update that's dropping in June. That's actually going to add a lot of quality of life improvements if you are a Pokemon Home user. I am. It's free. Why not? You can pay money for it, but I'm not a shill or a sheep. (laughs) Uh, Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, oh my god! Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. But
0: yeah, go check it out if you want your uh, G Max Canto Trio. This is your opportunity.
1: Next up, we have two impressions. But let's start off with Zero Degrees.
0: A fun little game. Thanks again to East Asia Soft for letting us review this game. I asked for the Nintendo Switch version. They gave me that one, uh, so that will be my impressions um, uh, for Zero Degrees. It's on Nintendo Switch. PS4, and Xbox One. It is available right now. It's only $5. Um, what I love about it, it's 40 levels. So there's some replayability there. There's a speed run opportunity. Um, and they are single screen challenges. So this isn't a runner. This isn't, you know, you go all over the place in Big Map. Everything on that screen is your goal. You have your start and your end. Think Super Meat Boy meets Celeste. There's clear... An obvious, um, uh, uh, you know, they've used that as inspiration for for this game. You are an explorer looking to get to the end of the level. No problem. Oh, wait, except for all the, the pipes and perils and pits and spikes in your way. But you have yourself a little advantage. You can create up to, well, usually it's about five, but a limited number of ice cubes to help you either climb up or get across treacherous pits, what have you. Um, And it's just a nice, relaxing, I wouldn't say easy because it does ramp up pretty quickly, the difficulty. And it's kind of like a puzzly aspect to it, too. So you got to put on your thinking caps a little bit. You can push the the ice cubes that you create and all this stuff. I felt like Elsa from Frozen just bam, 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 (sighs) creating ice cubes all over the place. Um, But you can even throw them and all this stuff. There's trigger switches. So it's just something for you to think about as you're playing this game. And so I really loved it. Again, like that puzzle experience, that Super Meat Boy meets Celeste meets, I don't know, single screen puzzles. It's really nice. Um, For $5, 40 levels, and like a little bit of a think piece too. And I, even as early as level 11, I was dying three or four times. So uh, it's definitely for $5. You can get your money's worth. Totally get your – like it's absolutely worth five bucks. I think it's a really nice, fun little game. Is it going to light the world on fire? no. Does it do anything particularly new? Well, with Super Meat you cannot create platforms. And that's what kind of the mechanic that this game does. You can create movable platforms. So it adds that little bit of depth to it. And it makes that puzzle just a little bit harder. And you'd have to think a little bit deeper. So I do enjoy that aspect. Again, not going to be like a game of the year candidate. Not going to be like an indie game of the year candidate. But for $5, if you like puzzle platformers, if you like think pieces, if you like anything with that cold mountain snowy aesthetic, This is your game. Zero degrees. Really nice, fun little game.
1: If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Let's see what Greg thought about Knockout City.
0: I hate playing multiplayer games online. I just hate them. I like single player games. This is the rare exception. Oh, that's good to hear. Yo, it's so fun. It's so fun. And I'm not the only one who thinks it. Your nephew likes it, too.
1: Yeah, Nico and I saw uh, Sean MRC Tech Extra Tech. Yeah, I saw him having a, having fun with it also.
0: Oh, I didn't even know Sean was playing it. There you go. So it's it's just a really fun game. I was intrigued when I saw it. I think the teaser, like the the debut, I guess world premiere of it was a little bit long, but uh, <clears throat> it's fun, man. Three on three, go around different maps. You have special balls like a moon ball or a sniper ball or a uh, multi ball, which is my personal favorite. And then your regular dodgeballs, and you can throw it and whip it around. You can turn yourself into a ball, and your teammate can pick you up. It's crazy. Um, The maps are a little bit repetitive, but they're fun. The mechanics are really easy to learn. So it's like kind of a pick up and play game. I was in my first match with zero tutorials. uh, I will not only did we win, but I was the MVP. So, like, you can nice a schmuck like me can pick it up and be really good at it.
1: Uh, If you could do it, anybody could do it.
0: Exactly. I am not good at shooters. <laughs> I'm just not a shooter guy. So like for, for I'm not. For multiplayer games, they've never been my style unless it's a sports title. So like with this, if I wasn't good at it, maybe I wouldn't like it as much. But like I finally found the multiplayer game that I'm good at. So I'm all in. Um when here's the problem. It's free right now, and it'll be free for the next couple of days. When I do have to purchase it, I'm not gonna. Um I just there's no interest in paying a single cent for this. What I hope is that they get such good traction from either game pass or this free trial that they make it free to play. And you can, you know, cosmetic upgrades and stuff like that is how they'll make their money. I am currently level 12. I am eight and two in my 10 matches. Um, I have. That's I We'll call it kill death. I mean, like you're hitting people with dodgeballs, so I wouldn't call it like a kill. But I guess like my kill death ratio is almost three to one. Um, I'm just, I finally found a game I'm good at. Uh, I would also say a little bit of that is because it's free. It is crossplay, which is cool. I'm playing with people on PC and plays in uh, Xbox. It's it's neat. What I will say though is I'm probably good because it's free and anybody can just pick it up and play. So like it doesn't have that dedicated group of people yet that are just uber sick, good, and like dominating everywhere. I'm sure as this game becomes you know older and older and the play base like goes lower and lower in the really hardcore dedicated stick with it. It'll be just It'll just be stupid hard. Uh Kind of like rocket city or whatever that was called. Right. I can't remember. And so, uh, oh man, I love it so much. I haven't played it in a day. I, even though it's free, I, I did not take advantage of it today. So, um, while I highly recommend it, I highly recommend it while it's free until the 30th, at least on the Switch. If you have uh, Xbox, again, it is a Game Pass title, so you can just go download it and play it. I really recommend it. It's not the prettiest thing. It's just it's a Fortnite with dodgeballs. It's what everything wants to be now. But uh, it's really, really fun. I really enjoy Knockout City.
1: We both saw it. Sonic the Hedgehog 30th anniversary presentation. What would you think?
0: Um, It was good. I mean, I won't say it was great. I think they had the advantage of the pandemic being around for a year so they can kind of plan more, uh, whereas other anniversaries, they didn't. Look like, at him defending Nintendo. No, I'm not. I fucking Mario oh. was my number two most worst game last year. <laughs> the 3D <laughs> all Stars, I hated it. I haven't bought a single thing from the collection, and they took down their games on March 31st. Nintendo's fucking destroyed Mario's. Well, you bought two copies. What's your point? I bought two copies for one to be sealed and graded because they were taking it off the shelves. Oh
1: uh, yeah, but yeah, were, like that's people, why I did it. Yeah, but so many people thought that it. It, it just I don't know. But, but the
0: game's I, not even a year old. Give it a decade. I mean, it's off the shelves now. You cannot buy it. It will increase in value. It's just, it was so disappointingly ridiculous.
1: Bad. Yeah, yeah, it was
0: bad, and so Mario's. I am not here defending Mario's anniversary. They didn't. COVID fucked it all up. It was supposed to be in June. They did in September. I'll give them that. But they didn't do him right. Now, it was 35 versus 30. I think 30 is a bigger deal. 35, that every five-year thing is weird. Give me every 10. But
1: 30 is huge. And I I don't know. I I thought Sonic, they did exactly what they needed to do.
0: Yeah, I didn't say it was bad. I just said they had an advantage of having a year in in COVID. I, you know, I thought Mario's was bullshit. So, and Lin- and Lynx isn't even around. They didn't even do Zelda's or Donkey yeah, they, Kong's or Metroid. They
1: like skipped. We'll see it at E3,
0: but like, you know, it is what it is. Um, I thought it was okay. It was, pre- it was pretty good. I liked colors on Wii. I think an HD yeah, version of colors. Is, that was is, cool. Is, is, looks good. You know, the thing is the one big thing that we all expected and saw, we got a 30 second teaser of it's coming next year. Like, give us a little bit more. Well, we are getting a brand new Sonic game from Sonic Team. And, oh, that was uh,
1: and, and one more thing,
0: and the one more thing, and that's very, very cool. So, like,
1: more, I did like more that. Sonic. They they're talking about the shows that they're gonna have a collector's coin and silver and gold, like the you know, little symphony.
0: Touches. The symphony is gonna be awesome. I can't yeah. wait to watch that.
1: Yeah, you know what I like? I don't. I, I thought it was okay. It didn't blow everyone out of the water, but. It, definitely got people hyped to see the new game the one more thing it's i do i really am looking forward to always now they, any video thing is that one more thing if they don't have it I'm pissed.
0: if they did they yeah but i think they missed a little bit there like the, 30 seconds was not enough for a game coming just next year like they have more that they could have shown they could have at least given a title of the game like that they we were at least, at,
1: at, at least they gave a, a year
0: That's not, you're not wrong. There's another game that we'll talk about in a minute that didn't even do that. Although they did (laughs) earlier, at least we got something. We knew we, they came out and said it from the beginning, 2021, but they didn't update it with that. So we'll talk about another game in a minute, but this was, it was good. I I think the, probably the most hyped thing for me, unfortunately was the, like the collection of older titles, but like everybody has them everywhere, but this one's going to include Sonic CD. But again, next year, like it doesn't take you that long to port old games. Come on. So it's just it was very good. I just didn't it didn't like blow the doors off for me. Like I kind of hoped it was going to. But again, I mean, shit, it did enough. I mean, Sonic is going to appear in every game ever. They're doing so many collabs. It's insane. Yeah. Um, and they're, they even teased a, a Minecraft one there with a the chicken. So he'll be there, which actually be would be pretty. I funny.
1: did like that one was like the like the beast Sonic. Like he was like bulky and like a. Yeah, beast
0: like uh he was a sonic like, like a werewolf form
1: yeah like a um, wild altered beast or something like that i, I thought that was cool
0: well sonic had he actually have a game all about that 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 werewolf is the stars in its own sonic game so um a very a very mediocre sonic game at, at there but what I, w- I guess what i was hoping for was more 2d sonic like mania 2 or something sonic mania is the best sonic game ever made it's not even close so like Maybe Generations is, is up that there that the one too. for Dreamcast? No, that's the one that – that's Sonic Adventure. Everybody wanted Sonic Adventure 3, but we didn't get that. No, yeah, Mania is the I, one that, that you – I think you either downloaded on PlayStation or you definitely played it at my Horsham house.
1: I I, I think – but when I think back, I, I would probably say maybe Dreamcast might be my favorite.
0: Did Sonic Adventure?
1: Yeah. Don't
0: get me wrong, man. Going down that first level in the sea with the whale and everything is awesome and then grinding on the rails was one of the first 3D games you could like do gra- like rail grinds. That was cool. I like Sonic Adventure a lot, even two, and two is not great, but um, it was fun. I mean, like, again, just if what I think it would have hit home a little harder if they just gave us even a title of the new game. But again, Sonic Team creating a new one, I'm all for that. Colors uh, HD or whatever they call it, Colors Deluxe Remastered, whatever, is coming, I believe, this September. It was on the Wii. If you didn't get to play it on the Wii, It's a great time to pick it up. It's one of the few 3D Sonic games that is a banger.
1: Xbox announced their Xbox and Bethesda E3 game showcase will be Sunday, June 13th at 1 p.m. Eastern.
0: 90 minutes long. I said last week that Xbox was going to be 90 minutes and they'd kick it to Bethesda for 60. I'm very happy to report that I'm wrong. Um, 90 minutes total. That's great. It's perfect. Anything longer is just a bore. And a drag. Yeah,
1: but it's too long after that it's
0: way too long 90 minutes is stretching it so you know unless they go game 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 then i'll sit there that's fine uh but man i'm cool with the length i love the time it couldn't be more perfect a sunday afternoon went at, at helena's nap time and i'll be able to watch the whole thing oh my goodness now <laughs> she'll stay up all day and i won't be able to but you know point being is i'll be able to watch this thing live which i can't say probably for the direct because it'll probably be at noon, which is what they normally do on a Tuesday. <gasps> Ooh, noon and a Tuesday. Helena's at her grandparents on Tuesdays. Oh shit.
1: I'll perfect time up. to take a perfect time to take, a lunch, take a lunch
0: break. Oh my God. E3 might work out for G. I cannot <laughs> wait. Bro. Uh no, it's it's cool. Expect Starfield, expect Halo, and expect some new announcements. I uh, I won't say anymore because I'll wait for my predictions.
1: Ubisoft's E3 conference will be a day before, June twelfth at three p.m. Eastern.
0: Yeah, expect more Far Cry, even though they're doing it tomorrow. I don't know yeah. why. <laughs> um, maybe well, maybe show, separate-
1: just show each tease a little bit and then show us more.
0: Yeah, sure. I just don't know. I am little- I like Ubisoft a little bit. Um, I'm always excited to see the games they have, even though every one of them is the same with a different skin. This is one of the press conferences that is just like, it happens every year, and you're just like, yeah, I probably could have done without that. And I'm sure it'll happen here. But nothing new or more needed to say if i have anything ubisoft it'll be in my predictions
1: god of war ragnarok looks like the official title of the next game
0: uh sony actually came out today uh, the day we were recording this and said that is actually unofficial still and they actually kind of which they normally just stay quiet on stuff like that but because it was actually presented and i dude i said this in twitter and i deleted it because i don't want to sound stupid i should have left it up i tweeted like is this the reveal? Like, is this the first time that, cause it was on a Sony actual readout document to their investors. And it had the logo and name God of war Ragnarok on there with the logo we saw back when it was revealed. Yeah. And I was like,
1: is this, I kept it.
0: Is this confirmation? And I deleted it. Then like 20 minutes later, Jeff Grubb and all these other people I was like, shit, I know I have, uh, you know, a 100th of the followers there, but you never know. It just takes one retweet. And I, I'm kicking myself a little bit there, but, uh, Sony said, uh, wait a minute. But Corey Barlog put out an emoji when they did that. Like, oh, my God, guys, you blew it. So I just don't know who to who to believe is Corey trolling. Is it actually going to be something different? Did they just put that as a placeholder? If it was a placeholder, I would have thought it would have just said the next God of War game or something. So I don't know. My bet is still on that. It will be called Ragnarok.
1: Yeah, same. I'm exactly with you there. Uh, another thing we saw today, Horizon Forbidden West got a state of play. What did you think of it? I, again i i thought the game like the like the scenery everything looked good that way but the game for me i i i never really the, the first one did like i it didn't grab me i didn't jump into the story i i believe you did i i thought you were looking forward to this i could see why people like it but i i'm um, i'm okay uh
0: i got i get less and less interested the more and more i played it um and then I went to I mean to... I'm just trying not to shoot bow and
1: arrow is that uh, a mechanical dinosaur
0: I think that's an awesome premise though but they they ah. shove in they shove in RPG mechanics if it was just a good third person action game I'd be more into it and then they shove in a pretty bland story from what I've heard for the first game and pretty bad voice acting and kind of like weird cutscenes It's like uh eh, it's okay they I mean PlayStation gave it to everybody for free whether you're a PS Plus user or not back in April I tried to give it another shake I got stuck again on a, some, I hate stealth. I got stuck on the stealth part and I just gave up and I just never want to go back to it again. And as pretty as this game looked and it looked damn pretty. I just can't get there. I just don't care. Pretty cool mechanics, like a really cool little homemade zip line. She makes boom and it's like adds verticality and horizontal movement. And like, you know, you can pop your radar and find things to climb on. I think that's a really neat mechanic. But why is it in this game and not Uncharted 5? <laughs> <laughs> true, I get it. I get true. it. Gorilla is not Naughty Dog. But still, it's PlayStation exclusives either way. It's just a game I just don't see myself pl- picking up or playing. But if you're going to give us a 14-minute gameplay blowout state of play, you better give us a release date, especially for a game that's supposed to be coming this year. They didn't. What are yeah, they thinking?
1: I- I was completely shocked. No month, not even a year. I was like, "Uh, okay, is it over?" Or
0: <laughs> when it got when it got unveiled at the PS Five event last July, it said twenty twenty one. But for them not to even re like reaffirm that says to me, it's
1: they don't even know yet.
0: There's going to be something at, at Summer Game Fest or something like that, or a you know future state of play, or it's getting delayed. And I kind of. I think it's hitting this year. Why would they do a state of play if it's that far behind? I think it'll be the November game for this year for PlayStation. Um, It launched with the Breath of the Wild in 2017. It'd be ironic if Breath of the Wild 2 comes out the same month again. They came out the same day, I think, uh, in 2017, the originals. But um, it's just something where I'm like, I appreciate its beauty, and I have no problems with the people that want to play it. I'm just not there.
1: PlayStation will be expanding into mobile games. I, I'm i not a mobile gamer. I since Pokemon Go, every game's on the phone's dead to me. Unless it's <sighs> unless we're talking Snake, it's dead.
0: I I'm I tend to be with you. I like my Nokia I like Peggle a lot. Yeah, you can get your Nokia out. Uh, I don't love mobile games either. I just don't want to play a kill zone or uh if that's how they bring back resistance is in mobile i'm gonna be furious I'm yeah
1: gonna, that would suck i'm gonna no, hate that that, that that needs that needs ps5 justice
0: that needs an hd remaster and a new game pronto. um jess margera said that a new tony hawk game was coming because he did the drums for one so like they do a mobile version of that but that's not a sony owned property so i I don't know. I twisted metal mobile like that would be kind of
1: disappointing too. Yeah, there's nothing for me.
0: You know, Nintendo does a shit ton of mobile games, and I download them. But the only one I really ever invested time in was Mario Run. If you want to count Pokemon Go, although it was Niantic, you can. Um, And now that's getting reinvigorated with my daughter loving it. But uh, I, I just don't
1: care about mobile. (laughs) sorry (laughs) same. (laughs) and another thing i'm sure it's not gonna be up your alley uncharted 4 is headed to pc
0: i have a playstation 5 and a 4 i'm good
1: but if you haven't
0: played if you're an xbox gamer hey fucking everybody perfect
1: chance to jump on
0: xbox loves doing pc stuff so if you are a pc gamer and you've never played really on console it's a perfect and it's a i mean like It's stupid because like, where's the legacy collection with the original three? No one should just start with four. But if for some reason you've played the first three and haven't played the fourth one because you maybe got rid of your PlayStation, great opportunity. Apparently when horizon zero dawn went to PC, it uh, gave Sony a 256% return on investment. So they were like, yeah, you know uh, what? I think this'll work. I think let's put all of our shit on PC.
1: Yeah. Be smart. Far Cry 6 is getting its gameplay reveal on Friday at 12:30, so probably right now as you're listening to this.
0: Yeah, I mean like a lot of we get a lot of first day downloads, so if you're hearing this in the morning on your commute, if you have a lunch break 12:30 today, Friday the 28th, we're going to get a gameplay uh debut of Far Cry 6 and if you are interested in Giancarlo Esposito from Breaking Bad and other programs I think he's in the boys as well uh, this will be an opportunity to see him as a video game villain and Far Cry games are cool but this is another one that I'm just not there even though he's awesome I'm just not into Far Cry that much so yeah me neither I'm, am I not so much but I know this is a, a lot of people want this one
1: I mean they wouldn't be making a 6-1 if they didn't have any fans out right. there right and the last story we got, Dying Light 2 gets a new name and release date this year.
0: We know more about Dying Light 2's release date than Horizon. Like, What world do we live in? Techland's been working on this game for like seven years. That's almost 80 years.
1: So <laughs> I, I knew you were going to go there.
0: <laughs> it's now called Dying Light 2 Stay Human. It's going to release this December, December 7th, 2021. PS5, 4, Xbox Series S, X, and 1. Um, I would imagine PC as well. But they did a seven or eight minute gameplay uh, and story kind of look, and it fucking looks awesome. The first Dying Light was so underrated, so good. And uh, finally, I think that came out in 15 or 16. This one now in 2020, late 21. So five, six years later, this game is going to be really fucking good, man. Zombies during the day, badasses at night. Yeah, I remember
1: my buddy Nick's like raving about it. He said it was really fun.
0: It's so good. And like, you can get it pretty cheap now on anywhere, PS5, for all of it. So I'd recommend playing the first one. It's parkour mixed with zombies. It's a really neat premise. You run around first person in a city traveling rooftop to rooftop, killing zombies during the day. But if you're out at night, that's when the big band. Danger,
1: danger, danger.
0: And they're going to do that again with this game. And it's even prettier five, six years later and bigger. So. Check it out. I'm excited. Dying Light 2. Stay human. Let's move into movies. Uh, We got the reviews for F9 and Cruella. F9 is a full month early. This game doesn't – I'm sorry, movie. So
1: if they're releasing this early, that means they are very confident in their movie.
0: Yeah, this one is not releasing until June. So, you know, we're here. Uh, Justin Lin knows exactly what makes a great fast and furious movie. He's directed several for the latest. He reteamed with cast and crew to allow this fantastic film series to do what it does best. He delivers bold plot twists, grit teething gravita- oh, gravitas uh, <laughs> and out of this world action to create the kind of, it's not a word you often read. You just say it uh, is to create the kind of cinematic spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible with the loudest sound system. F9 proudly pitches audience into the shotgun seat into one of the more absolutely wild ride packed with thrills, laughs, and in the end, a heartwarming message about family. Plus, we finally get justice for blank.
1: Ha ha. They tried uh, to spoil. They tried uh, to spoil. I, I, I heard you say the name in my head. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> and and it, it's IGN. It's, they, they give it an eight. Right.
0: Well, I'm not even done. Those who have never revealed the logic-free oh. fun, or I'm sorry, reveled in the logic-free fun of this franchise may well eye-roll at the unapologetic excess. But fair enough. These are movies that refuse to take themselves all that seriously. But what could fans want more from this high-octane series?
1: And that was the eight. Yeah, it's another eight. They, they've been so safe every every goddamn every week. I swear it's I'm eight, 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 I see, eight. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: That's not safe. Seven, six, that's safe. Eight is saying it's great. So yeah,
1: eight, you're, you're just, you 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 just you like yeah. That's no 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 no. But again, I'm sure it's going to be entertaining. It's good to see that they they believed and trusted the movie to release it a, a full month early.
0: Yeah, and, and obviously it's gonna it's gonna do well. I think they're doing that yeah, as theaters.
1: Like the the, the next review we have here, I I don't care. I am not seeing this movie.
0: No, nah, me me neither. Maybe when it's on like free on Disney Plus, I'll give it a go. But definitely not going to pay it. I'm not going to pay for premiere access. I'm sure they're not going to go to the theater. I think for F nine, they want to start selling like pre-orders to movie tickets again. So you release the reviews, get the hype going, people pre-order their tickets and try to get some box office that way. But we have the review for Cruella. It's really long. So I'm I'm just not going to do it all because I just don't care enough um, about this movie, but I'll skip to like the middle with a PG film. Mature content is allowed, but it, but its edges must be childproof. The result is a wonky ride that feels like Cruella herself might be at the wheel. All that said, this studio franchise entry makes some big wild swings that are simply spectacular. Along with all the glorious gonzo fashion, this film offers complicated female characters with unapologetic attitude, grand ambition, and a truly bonkers backstory that's better left unspoiled. These glimpses at greatness had me wishing I did. it did more than scratch at the camp swaying between outlandish and expected. This movie ultimately feels like a clumsy compromise seven. Yes.
1: Uh, I mean, there, I, it just doesn't, it just doesn't do it for me. That's not Corella to me.
0: Uh, well, I, I don't care. That's fine with me. You give me a pre- prequel of Emma stone. That's cool. I'm cool with the story. I'm cool with the premise. I'm cool with all of it. I just still don't care about Corella enough to drop 30 bucks. That's my biggest issue.
1: So just don't. Yeah, care. I I I there's just so much other things on TV, movies that I I'd, I'd rather w- you know watch than waste my time with that one.
0: 101 Dalmatian spinoff. People, you might we might lose subscribers on this. I don't like pets.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love dogs, but just I don't know, this one just just wasn't my cup of tea. I'm I'm
0: a pet owner. I have two cats. I don't like them. Shit. I love dogs. I'm still not saying it. <laughs> I'm not an animal. I like animals. I'm just not a pet person. Uh, this one is where our top three is going to lie. Samuel. Amazon has reportedly purchased MGM. Holy shit. Uh, for $8.45 billion. Who do they
1: think they are? Kelsey Clinton?
0: <laughs> Chelsea. It's not Kelsey. Is it Kelsey or Chelsea? It's Chelsea. You did that before when no, we uh,
1: do. We, we played that literally exactly how I wanted. That's the outtake they did in Rush Hour 2, So perfect.
0: Oh, good. It well,
1: Wasn't even scripted.
0: Per, okay. I then he baited me and I fell for it like a fish. <laughs> Dude, it was
1: perfect. You do know it's Chelsea, though. Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. I, I, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, the outtakes. That's that's for, come on.
0: Well, you did Kelsey in one of your outros before, and I was like, "It's an outro. I don't say anything." So I didn't yeah. say anything. I just didn't know if you were in the bit. Uh, but what do you think about this? There's a lot of IP in there. James Bond is included in this deal. It's complicated though. So I want to read to you or tell you all why it's a little complicated, particularly with the James Bond stuff. Yeah. Uh, but before I get into all that, what do you think about this giant acquisition I, for Amazon?
1: I mean, I think it's a smart move on Amazon. They, they helped so many people for what the last 16 months, Amazon was a, a huge reason. We got a lot of things that we needed. Yeah. And I, uh, Why wouldn't you buy? I mean, the titles that you're about to name. I mean, these are some bangers. Well, well,
0: I'm actually not going to name them until we're done our top three. That way we don't just repeat what we just said. Okay. Okay. So we'll do our top three that we're most excited for. And then I'll read the full list that Amazon specifically stated. Um, that way y'all can kind of get a, a grand. Yeah, and then,
1: you know, if you guys have your, your top three you to slide in our DMS, let me know what you you know, your top three that you're hyped to see.
0: And, and I'm sure you and I have a similar, at least one or two similarities in our list, but and I we, think maybe one, we only went with, tw- there was only 12 or 13 franchises to choose from, from this list. But more importantly, this whole James Bond thing, And I think it's a good acquisition, right? You bring things to prime video, you can. You have intellectual property. You have creative liberties now that you can take. You can make prequel series. You can turn them into television, which I think is still the future. People, you know, T V right now is better than movies, and I would say that if we weren't in a pandemic, it was trending that way before COVID. So I think that's a smart acquisition. I think eight point four billion dollars—that's one and a half billion more, uh, or round about a billion, billion and a half more than what Xbox paid for Bethesda, Zenimax. Um, just to put that into perspective, that's how big both these companies are what george lucas got four billion four from disney yeah that was also a long time ago i'm sure that would have appreciated in value but he sold early um here's exactly what ign had to say about this james bond thing long story short james bond's rights are not exclusively owned by mgm so they cannot exclusively be owned by amazon there's eon productions so it's complicated to say the least, but MGM effectively shares the rights to its bond franchise with Eon productions owned by the broccoli family. Uh, no, not veggie tales. These are real people. That's, that's my own conjecture. The family controls the rights, giving them an unusual amount of ownership over what happens with the movies. This actually includes casting who the next bond will be and, uh, uh, how these movies are distributed. So they have tons of, to say now, Amazon worth a trillion dollars could come in and say, "Hey, broccoli family, I know you're running a business, and I know that you are yourself worth, if not millions, then billions. But we're worth a trillion dollars. What would you like to to have a hunt so we can have 100% creative liberties? If they if they can't come to a mutual understanding here, because we know that No Time to Die is still going to come to theaters, even though now it has an opportunity to come to Amazon Prime." I think this is more of a future play with these types of franchises, particularly the Bond franchise. I was speaking with somebody uh, on our Instagram in the DMs. I believe it was panel surfing where I said, I think a James Bond prequel series with a young James Bond will happen on prime video in 2024, maybe 23. But again, if they cannot find footing here with Eon productions and the broccoli family, they might just say, fuck it. Here's another billion and we'll buy the rights hundred percent for James Bond. What do you think about that?
1: I don't think they'll take the money that they, they don't need it. What are they going to, you know, what do you need with all that money? They're already millionaires. So I, I think they like having a little bit of say in here. Um, I, I, So what do you think? It'll probably be what in theaters for the first 30, 45 days, then go exclusively on Amazon.
0: Um, I think that's probably the broccoli family's call because if they have the say in where it gets distributed, I would imagine they'll make that.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, you got to think if you get at least 30, 45 days in the theaters, James Bond movie, you're probably going to net like 750 to a billion plus
0: without it having like a home, like a Netflix or a paramount plus or something like that. I think it might even get a full theatrical run, which I think is longer than 45. I'm not sure. 70, I mean, as long as it's like doing that.
1: good. Yeah. It'll stay in there.
0: Um, they, they have, you know, runs that they make and and they're, by the day, and so I I don't know if it would immediately come there. I think this might be a traditional theater to digital to Blu-ray release, and then it'll eventually find a home on a premium or a streamer later. I just don't think it's there right away, and I think that streamer will be Amazon Prime. Um, obviously, yeah. I think by then you're talking a year from now, or even more. Um, so it's got plenty of time for the deal to go through. It's got plenty of time to figure out the logistics between Amazon and the Broccoli family, and there's a lot of other IP involved in this, but obviously the most intriguing one is James Bond.
1: Oh, that's going to be their moneymaker, of course.
0: Let's talk about our top three, the top three things from MGM going to Amazon that we're excited to see what Amazon could do with it.
1: My number three, I'm going with Tomb Raider. I, I always liked Tomb Raider as a kid. I I think a TV show could do Tomb Raider some justice rather than try to cram everything in a you know a 90 minute 2 hour movie give us you know 6 to 10 episodes to kind of soak this in and again I I want to see what kind of adventure we can get into I'd and I'd rather just see you know drop a, an episode a week one a week one a week rather than just get 2 hours and be done with it
0: I have a lot of potential for my number well for all of them but I think my number 3 which is RoboCop
1: um, it was tough to leave off. It was it, tough.
0: I am not a RoboCop fan. And I think that's because as a I was too young for the movies when they were relevant and because I missed the original boat, I just never went back. And so to give me some either, whether it be a TV series or whether it be something, you know, direct to prime, I think they have Amazon with that money. They have the opportunity to make it practical. They have an opportunity to make it CG, whatever they really want to do. And RoboCop's becoming relevant a little bit more now. He did a guest in Mortal Kombat and all that other stuff that he's been doing. I think there was a new film or a new series coming pretty soon or just recently came out. I can't remember, but I'd like to see what Amazon could do with RoboCop.
1: My number two, I went with Vikings. I never watched one episode of the show. Oh, I know that I get yelled at for not watching it yet. I, I will binge the show. I'm, I know that show is about like a legendary hero. I know that there's already a spinoff series called Vikings Valhalla that already got a 24 episode green light for Netflix. So this coming to Amazon, I'm a little confused. Like, Oh, they're going to have it Netflix and and Amazon. Okay. I, I just think that the show has potential to have it spin it off, reboot it to what you want because it has a strong fan base. And I, I kind of want to dive in.
0: Valhalla was the reason I kept it off my list because there's already an established thing coming that's not out yet. That we know about that won't be on Prime because it already signed exclusive for yeah. Netflix. So I just didn't see a lot of creative there for at least a half a decade. So I just left it alone for now. Well, you know,
1: it's not—they're not, not going to let it sit for a half a decade.
0: Although I, I do know that you know, releasing Vikings on Prime and giving an even bigger audience that it already has, I think is a really smart move. I, yeah. I like you, have never watched it, but have always been intrigued and wanted to. It's always been on my list, and I understand how popular that show is. So looking forward to. It. But my, my number two, man, I am such a boxing whore that I could not keep this off my list to only get one film in 1980 of raging bull. Wow. You could go deep with this franchise. Look what Creed did. Creed. While the first one I think is superior to number two and what will likely be three as well. I still think to be able to take Rocky and tell it a completely different spinoff story. You can either continue the raging bull story. Although De Niro probably can't get back into the ring at this point. Um, you can go a younger one. You could go a TV series. You could go – hell, you can go noir and stick it to black and white and continue that trend. I just love boxing. I also love fictional boxing so much, shows, movies, whatever, just about boxing. Always did, always will. Give me more
1: Raging Bull. I mean number one is James Bond. Yeah, James bond. I, 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 I love James Bond. bond. And, and, and you said – that when you said have a younger bond, in 2005, there was a book series by Charlie Higson called Young Bond. He came out with five books. I bought and read all of them. I absolutely love them. I know another guy continued. I think he wrote another four after, but just Charlie Higson's run for the first five was fantastic. If they just based a little TV show on Amazon just with that and then still released the older James Bond in the movies and, and then still had them that come to the Amazon, they'd be in great shape.
0: Well, James Bond had James Bond Jr., it was an animated show in the 90s. I think it only lasted a season or two, but they did like a young James bondish thing. Um it was uh the name was first used in a nineteen sixty-seven spin-off novel, The Adventures of James Bond Jr. So there you go. Um Wow. Six huh, Memorization. I, don't remember, I don't remember that one. And it got comic book series published by marvel and a video game series for the nintendo and super nintendo i don't remember that but the james bond jr animated show i see the title card in front of me i I, that title card i definitely remember it but it was definitely not uh uh
1: not not jumping the mind
0: it was only a season or two it was 1991 to 1992 but i'm not even talking like you know I, i i maybe early 20s i don't need a teenage bond or an adolescent bond or even a kid bond maybe like Early 20s, his getting his start in in like his adult, I don't want to say adventures. I don't think it's the right word for James Bond, but I'm right there with you. Give me a James Bond prequel series. Even if it's brand new, all original material, Amazon Prime Video is such a sneaky good service. To me, it's a top five streaming service from all the original content. Man, they kill it. They have so much good original shit that their writing team in town is, is there to be able to make a, a completely original James Bond material that I would have complete confidence
1: in. Yeah. I, again, I, I love Daniel Craig. He did a great job. Can't wait to see his last outing as James Bond. And I and I look forward to the next action that's gonna blame.
0: Let's just keep this in mind that Amazon is doing that with Lord of the Rings. And it's the most expensive TV series ever made. So they have the chops. We haven't seen it yet, but they have the chops yeah. to be able I, to create. I can't
1: wait to to jump back in the realm of of you know of lord of the rings i i I freaking the original trilogy is when you consider like movies like what what had the best trilogy i i think i have to think like lord of the rings to me is it's in my top three for best trilogies ever
0: right up there with the mighty ducks i would assume oh neck and neck i still haven't seen any of the lord of the rings movies so that's something i i know
1: you're in for a nice treat when you do i have them i have them all on honestly if i'm you bro I'd watch the Hobbit trilogy first, and then go into Lord of the Rings. That's
0: that's just not going to happen.
1: But it, I'm just going to tell how, you, that's how it actually went though. Like you would go into it so beautifully, you would probably love Lord of the Rings even more.
0: As your friend and co-host, just being honest with you, it's never going to happen. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I would have done it already. Shame. I had plenty of time. Shame. I had, when when I was out on leave with Lena, you much shit I watched.
1: Yeah, no, that's a damn shame, Greg. You could have had a great time watching The Hobbit to get into The Lord of the Rings to really understand it,
0: but you failed. And I probably would watch the Amazon series. It's just, it's just where I'm at. I just, just where I'm at, Sam. I don't know. You never know. I might get tired one day and have 14 hours on my on my hands that I could do that. Just watch all <laughs> six movies. Uh, let's get let's get into this one. I'm really excited to hear your thoughts overall. It's there's no point in going scene by scene or shot by shot. It was a teaser. We're just going to talk about our impressions of the Eternals teaser trailer.
1: It, they really didn't show you shit. Yeah, you know, they just showed some characters, some little comedy. Um, I, I'm No, still, no,
0: no, no, no. Some really bad comedy. The ending yeah, scene it, it was Yeah, was it wasn't
1: bad. great. All of them fake laughing at the end. Everyone here, people flick.
0: <laughs> it was, I was bad. Like,
1: I was like, okay, you know, like it was good to see, you know, Kit Harington for the quick second. It's just like, oh, I'm looking at it like, oh, it's going to be a Game of Thrones reunion. <laughs> You know, I, yeah, I'm with, still, I'm still in the same boat. I'm, I'm not, I'm not hype. yeah, I'm, I'm not hype. I'm somewhere in the middle. Like, okay, just all they have to do is be better than Captain Marvel. And they're fine.
0: Star-studded ensemble cast, like Angelina Jolie, Kunalan and Johnny. Um,
1: I'm just more hyped at that Jack, one of Jack Kirby's creations, the Eternals, that's coming to the big screen. To me, that's awesome.
0: There was like a triangle cube and there's like the original Captain America shield. And oh my God, it's like. It was now don't get me wrong it was a teaser trailer it was not a yeah. full blown trailer it was substantial in length but it didn't show you anything I thought I was so hyped for the Eternals coming in and I've made the joke before, previously a couple weeks ago like you can't pronounce any of their fucking names like who are these people it's going to be really hard to remember that because it's not Bob Dan and Jill it's like pretty difficult names Maybe they'll
1: give themselves cute little nicknames. I'm going to call
0: them like Madden, Kit, and Jolie. That's how I'm going to remember their characters.
1: It'll still be Jon Snow. (laughs) Yeah, right.
0: You know nothing, Eternals guy. It's just... Oh, I hate the
1: Black Knight. We know who the Black Knight is. It
0: just did nothing to increase my hype for this movie, as hyped as I was going into it. Now seeing it, I'm actually a little bit less so. I need more to get me invested. That's just oh God. Yeah.
1: We, we definitely need another trailer. Like this is one, like they need to release something.
0: They, you know, this could stand the black widow strategy of like three trailers pre release. And like, I am not, I'm generally one for like, we see a trailer and if they don't ever release another thing, I'm good. Like I could walk away and be like, I'm I'm like, but Holy shit, this is a movie that absolutely needs, needs more because agreed. Yeah. Now, granted, this is also a teaser. So it's not technically the debut trailer. So there will be a trailer, but it's coming yeah. this year. in I believe November we're running out of time. I wish I
1: black Widow's is I'm sure there'll be another trailer in front of that.
0: I wish I cared. I don't know. I'll see it because it's, it's a Marvel slash DC film, but, um, no, just a Marvel film. I know that I'm saying I, I don't miss oh. those movies. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah, it would be the first ever Marvel and DC films. Yeah. Uh,
1: Aaron, I'd be hyped for that. I'm here for that. <laughs>
0: that would be cool. Marvel versus DC. Hey, they,
1: they've met up in comics. There's been DC Marvel service. I mean, hey, if, if they ever can come to agreement, that that's like a, a a two plus billion dollar movie.
0: Every every actor's going back and forth. So if they all just reprise their roles, it'll be pretty easy. Uh, we have our Craven the Hunter, Aaron Taylor Johnson from Kickass, from Godzilla. From other projects is our Craven the Hunter. Uh oh.
1: What do you think? He, he he definitely wouldn't have been my first choice. I, hmm. I I kinda was left scratching my head and I saw people post him with a beard and I was like, he he still looks too young. So they're gonna have to put some makeup on him, make him look old, give him some scars. I mean, I, I'd still say Jason Momoa is the perfect Craven the Hunter. I, I, I think he like he just looks the part. But him being Aquaman, I guess it does kind of make it a little awkward, huh?
0: Yeah, uh, people are raving about a million little pieces and his episode in or his appearance in the show calls and like they're really hitting hard that. He has changed. He's he was also Quicksilver in, in Age yeah. of Ultron. I so mean, I'm
1: I'm, I'm going to give him a chance. Of course, we're going to see this film. But you know, at the at the jump, I'm like, okay, you know, he's going to have to prove something here.
0: Uh, you know, this again. I said it at the top of the show, this was our most engaged post on social media, excluding Insta, uh, of the week, and the most positive reaction we had to a story, Pokemon included, all that stuff included. People are really excited, at least in our community. For this casting, and I understand why. Um, but like t- it's just gonna be really difficult for me to be able to separate Pietro yeah. and Kickass. Yeah. I mean, I,
1: I have more faith in the next story actor than we have in this one, but again, I'll always give everyone a shot. Maybe he will surprise me. I'd rather go in with low expectations and be and just be you know blown away.
0: Henry Cavill will star in the Highlander reboot.
1: I um, mean, yeah, I guess a Highlander reboot. I guess we needed that, right? I mean, I, I think
0: that's right yeah. up there with Lord of the Rings of shit. I will never see.
1: Yeah, again, a lot of sh- definitely a lot of shit getting rebooted. Uh, but you know, to do Highlander, H- Henry's a, a good enough actor to do it. He's obviously Superman. He's The Witcher. He was in Mission Impossible. You know, he's you know he's he's the go to guy right now. So it makes sense. I mean, I'll, I'll probably check it out.
0: Yeah, I have no doubt they will. I think if Henry just released a movie of him burping.
1: Actually, that's not true. I've still never seen the one with him and uh, Millie Bobby Brown yet. So that is incredible. Enola
0: Holmes? I've never, never seen, seen Enola Holmes? They just they just gave us the sequel. We're getting the yeah, sequel. I'm well, all
1: right. Yeah. One friend. day in life. I'll, I'll, give me Sherlock Holmes 3 first. Thanks. Oh, with Downey? Yeah.
0: Uh, Todd Howard is reportedly writing the script now for Joker 2. It came out via a law firm who basically said what their clients are working on, which is just a weird way to, to announce something. Uh, or, yeah, <laughs> figure something out. It's a weird way to do that. But this, I won't call it concrete because who knows if, you know, I mean, they're lawyers. So you think hey, you don't know what can truth, happen. But and, and a lot of things. Right. Writing does not mean, you know, it's happening. It's being written. This kind of says something we have, have said on record we don't want is a Joker sequel.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of wanted, uh, you know, Todd Phillips, Joaquin Phoenix Joker. I wanted that to just be a standalone, its own thing. I, I know people wanted a sequel. I agree. He did a great job. I thought he was a good for interpretation Joker. I, I just wanted that to be it. I I wanted to see, to be honest, I, I would have loved to see them take a little break a Joker and explore some other batman or other dc villains but that's okay you want joker's the the money grab i understand but i would have i would have rather seen someone else's interpretation
0: i'm i'm with you i'm on record hardcore of not wanting a joker thing we just get something that stands alone but
1: but as we always say if it does come out we will see it yeah
0: yeah but like yeah (laughs) i (laughs)
1: don't know say like (laughs) yeah
0: we got our first look at the uncharted movie kind of i mean like it was a photo of Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. I'm not sure if they were in
1: character. Yeah, honestly, I I, I almost commented, I was like, are we sure to say like a, like a like an outtake or just them kind of scoping out the area like before they start shooting, like they're scoping out the set. But, you know, I, I, we know he has the mustache because he was on his Insta. I think the picture's deleted of him with a full mustache. So we better get, we better get that mustache for Sully. That's all I'm saying. God. If we don't, I'm, I I am upset. I will throw a riot for a mustache.
0: I oh god, I just like Tom Holland has admitted that he's not good in this. He did not give it a hundred percent. Then-
1: again, like he, like again, like I, I don't know what that was about. Like I don't know, was he having like a mental break? He was just like, was was he trying to showboat for Mark Wahlberg? And you kind of say you're embarrassed to the movie. Like I, I I don't know what to feel. Like at the, at Christ, if you're embarrassed, scrap the freaking movie.
0: It's gonna bomb. Like it'll do decently financially because of the fan base surrounding Uncharted, but outside of that, for the casual moviegoer, this is this is gonna be a bad movie. I predict a five, uh, and that's just because it's Uncharted. If it was anything else, it'd be like a three or four. Like I think this is gonna be a bad
1: movie i'm gonna I, watch I, it i'm I,
0: gonna watch it but it's gonna be
1: bad of course I, I really can't wait to hear the reaction of, like nolan north and troy baker like i really want to hear like They'll after see they, they watch love
0: it because they don't want to risk their jobs of being the voice guest of the
1: game no but you you kind of know when yeah. someone's bullshitting and especially like, i feel like i have watched enough retro replay and i i feel like i could judge if they're you know blind or trying to put on a show because when, when you're lying you're, you're stutter a little bit and you're like all right especially nolan
0: I stopped watching Retro Replay when when uh, Troy left. I haven't watched. No, I do.
1: I I don't. It it definitely is a a different show. But having like some voice actors having uh, uh, what's his name? The guy plays Bender. Billy West. No, not that's 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 Fry. Fry. I can't remember. Uh, John DiMaggio. Oh right. He was on a couple. Just hearing some voice actors like that, it's fun. But it's definitely a different dynamic without Troy there.
0: Marcus Phoenix. Gears of War, main character, John DiMaggio. Just saying. Tried to get him yep. on the show, did not answer.
1: I understand that, though. I get I, it. I, I don't blame him. I don't blame
0: him. <laughs> busy guy. Why the hell would he want to come on this? And it was right around Gears 5, so I get it. Um, let's move to TV. It's an hour and 15 minutes, and we're just getting to TV. Now you know how gaming feels. Uh, the Rugrats reboot is out. Like, what?
1: Yeah, I i don't even know what it like the animation looks like it's I don't cg know it's
0: total cg it's weird it's a uh, like claymation cg and i don't think it looks bad but like this show just got announced and now all of a sudden the first five episodes are released now it's only released on paramount plus which nobody fucking has so i won't get to watch this show yeah, unless, nope. unless i get like a trial of it which i don't really foresee right now uh, me doing that they're gonna shove the olympics no that's peacock they're gonna shove uh, yeah. like Premier League and stuff like that. Champions League final is on Paramount Plus. Like put it on ABC and grow the fuck up. But uh, I digress. The Rugrats reboot on Paramount Plus will likely warm the hearts of diehard fans, especially those who now have Rugrats of their own, filled with fantastical adventures, lowbrow silliness, and a sprinkle of observational wit. This cartoon makes for a suitable family-friendly viewing. It's the kind of thing that will make kids giggle and parents won't mind having on while they fold clothes or clean up regrettably though the weirdness that was once wild and defining has now been tamed the illusions are kind of lazy the jokes are comfortably kid level the cg looks like a fresh coat of paint intended to make a house blend in on the block instead of standing out in the end it's eager to appease entertainment but not as uh, daring as tommy pickles deserves
1: six yes yeah, okay, again, hard pass. I'll I'll never see this in my life.
0: Uh, I hope to one day. I hope that it, like leaves Paramount and goes to a place where people care, and because um, Paramount Plus is just like no one,
1: no. Yeah, I I will never pay for that service. Uh, it's it's
0: a place where they just consolidate a bunch of shit instead for of making, shows
1: go to die. Instead of
0: making like cool new shit. Now I'll give it five years, we'll see where it's at. If it's still around, but I mean, because Apple is changing. Apple's great. So yeah. who, who would have saw that one coming? Uh, we got an actual Dexter new revival season teaser, or should I say, Jim Lindsay?
1: I uh, dude, I am so excited. I I, I don't know if it's just because you know I, I finished rewatching everything. I'm giving the show a second chance. Ten, ten brand new episodes to close out one of the best freaking shows that deserves. It it, it it deserves an ending i, I don't want to I'm, I'm like like breaking bad like your sopranos whether you loved it or hate it it just you had an ending and what we had before was just not it
0: which te- dexter was traditionally 12 episodes a season so yeah but to be 10 is it's kind of normal it's like the standard for today is somewhere between six and ten but uh with this it's so it was so good to see him walking down the street again with that signature dexter smile um and just to see Michael C hall he still looks good. he doesn't look like he's aged like Jesse Pinkman
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he wasn't like the other guy from you know he. he... Todd that gained actually, oh, you know, 30, 30, hey, 35 hey, hey. pounds from Listen, film.
0: We're all not Adonis
1: here. again, you know, you, you could definitely tell, Michael. So some year, years past, it's been what ten fifteen years. So you know, uh,
0: since Dexter season eight, Dexter season eight ended in
1: thirteen. So it's actually
0: almost been ten years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you know, he aged a little. But again, I I, I th- th- this is again he was great in six feet under, but he's made his name as dexter morgan
0: i didn't care for six feet under i gave it a couple episodes i did.
1: never never seen it never watched it
0: i didn't care for it he uh
1: i know that ran for like five or six seasons but like he he's known his face is known for dexter
0: you'd you'd think that i wouldn't care about that show given my anxieties and the topic that it is and mm-hmm. so maybe that caught up with me but i just didn't think the show was worth Could all of that hype but i don't know it was only three or four episodes and you know, even Game of Thrones starts off a little slow for some folks. Yeah. Well. So you never know. But yeah, I am so pumped for this show. Like, I th- if you looked at my list of TV shows that I've already watched and that I have for the rest of the year on my list of picks of the year and everything, the, my top three TV shows this year is going to be the hardest decision I've probably ever made in terms of an award show for this pod. and. Of all the stuff, Loki and all of the things that we even Cobra Kai season four coming later this year, all of that stuff. This stands head and shoulders above the rest is my most hyped. Is that a good thing yeah. or a bad thing? Is it impossible to deliver on expectation for me? No, because it ended so poorly. I'm just happy to be able to get something. Different. Yeah,
1: they, they almost can't do any worse than what they did.
0: That's where I think I've landed.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm same. That.
0: We might actually know Oscar Isaac's suit in the Moon Knight series. This was a little cool little uh, thing in the background of a photo.
1: Yeah, it was good to see Oscar eyes. Kind of take a little selfie with background you know, pictures behind him. was kind of the, the OG suit of Moon Knight, the, the David Finch art, the, the, the Moon Knight suit that we deserve and we need in this new show. Thank God there wasn't a, a business suit in sight. I think we are in good hands. I, I think this show... Is going to deliver. I think this is going to be a surprise, huge hit for, for Disney Plus for Marvel. I think this is a show that we're going to get at least four to five seasons out of. Whoa. And, I'll take the and it. And I think it's it, it's it's showing that, you know, there's his his first appearance, his book skyrocket. I think a, a nine-four just sold for like 10 grand. So I, I have complete faith that this this show is going to take off. And more eyes will be on Moon Knight. His new comic series, I believe, starts either June or July. And I I can't wait to pick that up just to give that a chance.
0: Yeah, I will take the under, and I'll say three seasons. But it's not a bad thing. I think four or five would be excellent. I think Oscar Isaac looks great in the part. He's psyched for it, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, again, thrive on enthusiasm. He's excited. His training videos or his montages are awesome. The fighting is gritty. If not, maybe even hopefully a little bit more than Daredevil. I ca- I'm psyched. I can't wait.
0: I connect with shows where the actors and actresses are invested and they yeah. put out this stuff on their iTunes. Well, yeah, like, we're like
1: well, Tom Hard, I'm embarrassed of my performance. Like, ah, shit. I don't even <laughs> want to say it now. Right.
0: It takes away some of that magic. And now yeah, it takes the
1: wind out of your sail.
0: And I also have z- almost zero outside of, you know, your hype and looking online and doing, you know, YouTube videos on the history. I almost have nothing. To go on with Moon Knight. So, I'm going to be going into this as a prospective new fan, something that I've always been interested in. I love that. Your hype for it. So, this is like the perfect show for me to be able to introduce and to see somebody hype for that role. It makes me that much more hype to be able to get into the character.
1: So, <sighs> Music to my ears. Akoi
0: or Akoye, I can't, I cannot remember, I can never pronounce it correctly. From Black Panther, Denai Guerrero, she is getting her own spinoff series on Disney Plus reportedly. Take this with a grain of salt because it is from the same lawyer document that said that uh mm. Todd Howard is writing the script for Joker 2. So we nothing's been confirmed by Disney, nothing's been confirmed by DC on those two stories, but they were in this lawyer thing and they look legit. So we're going to talk yeah. about them. We won't pay too much mind yet.
1: I I I I love her character. I'm just like oh my I I'm getting a little overwhelmed I think just so many shows are coming there's so many movies. You know I'm just a little a little it back, just got to get my footing back because there's just not enough time in the day to watch everything.
0: By the time this comes out, you might be caught up or there might be just a million more things because that's what we report on. Yeah, exactly. All we report on is this has been announced, this has been announced, this has been announced, and then like it's – They canceled all of it. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like what were your impressions? It's kind of good. Uh the CW is scrapping and rewriting the pilot to the Powderpuff Girls live action show. Now, they're not canceling it. They're just rewriting it. And they're using the same cast.
1: Yeah, like I, I was kind of confused. I-, I think maybe I-, I don't know if they were expecting to get picked up or they weren't anticipating the, the budget they would need to kind of do the special effects they wanted to. So, again, it's good to see that the same cast, the same crew was coming back. They're just going to re- retweak it and then reshoot the pilot and uh,
0: go from there. I didn't care before. I don't care now. I'll move on. Uh, Mer- Meryl Dandridge. I didn't see my
1: girl Chloe Pennant. That's my girl.
0: Meryl Dandridge. Uh, I guess her name's Merle. Uh, is reprising her role as Marlene for HBO's The Last of Us.
1: That That's kind of cool to, to have to play both roles, the game and live action. Good for her. It is
0: really neat, actually. If
1: there's, I'm sure all the, I know, Troy, I, I think you got to be a little jealous. Like, ah, like that. That means, But again, you're, of course, you'd be happy for her, But like, that's awesome. She gets to play that role. And Marlene is a very
0: prominent character in the first Last of Us game. So uh,
1: yeah, yes, she is. We I wouldn't not- tell you that she this
0: is just going to be a is not just going to be a one episode cameo. I have a feeling she's going to be a pretty central character for
1: Yeah, I think she'll be having a nice little recurring role. At least the first season. So,
0: excited yeah. for that, Sam. Now, we both had a chance to listen to a new record. Thank you so much to our friends at Big Picture Media for sending us the review copy of New Low by a band we were Sharks from Canada. Uh, what do you think of the record New Low?
1: Yeah, off the first rip, I thought it was pretty damn good. The first song I listened to was was what "Over This." Mm-hmm. The, the music video had the beautiful Camaro in it. Had a great tune. Reminded me of like "For the Win" and "Every Avenue." I think you were the one that told me "Every Avenue" before, and yeah. I totally heard that. And I, I think "For the Win" and "Every Avenue" is a perfect fit for this band.
0: I actually <laughs> was going to comp them as all killer no filler. Some forty one and every avenue that was going to be my okay
1: okay so we're okay we're on the same boat there we
0: are in the the, i mean listen if you have for the win some 41 and every avenue is your comp you're doing something right
1: i mean i'm sad to say i believe for the win just like retired the band just said that they decide the part sad to say but again i think you're in good company right there
0: absolutely i mean some 41 still kicking around every avenue looks like to be coming back soon but this is about we were sharks my first the first song off the record number one shameless is one of my favorite songs of 2021 so far i love it so so much it's so catchy i can't stop listening to it it's just like my go-to song right now ever i just need kind of a fuck you anthem and that's what this literally is um and i just sometimes you just need that and i'm also a huge fan of like anthem rock and that's what this sounds like is like a really good anthem track Um, Was there any other songs that stuck out on the record for you?
1: The three that I wrote down are my top three of the record was Golden, Over This, and and New Low, the the album track.
0: Wow. So we only would share one uh, similarity there. The title track, New Low, would also be on my most recommended song list. Shameless would be my number one. New Low, number two. And actually, Omens, for me, number three is the ones that I would recommend Mm. the most. So that's actually good. That gives a lot of our listeners a lot of variety. variety and what they could listen to basically just go check out the whole record it is out it's right only, now. there's
1: only 10 songs so you right. can get through it
0: right came out uh on may 21st via revival records so uh it's out right now if you have a streaming service youtube spotify uh or obviously go directly support the band and, and pick it up yourself uh you had talked about we were sharks a couple of years ago and so i when we got the chance to review this i said oh my god i gotta bring a i gotta bring salmon on this b it's really neat that like a band that we just had randomly found a couple years ago it's kind of coming full circle and now a chance for us to review it. So um, really, really excited to basically like hi- highly, highly, highly recommend this record. it's It's really, really good so far. Um, the PR company said it best it is absolutely an album of the year contender. We'll see where it falls at the end of the year. It is only uh, May. But 10 songs, 29 minutes and 26 seconds, right under a half hour. You can't go wrong. If you like Sum 41, Every Avenue, For the Win, or just really good, punky rock music. Like I had it on on the way to the doctors this morning again with Ashley. There's a song on there called Ashley Part 2, and she was like, oh, yeah, a song about me. I said, Ashley, you might want to hold on for the first words
1: yeah, yeah. This song. A, 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 honestly and i like that that song was actually pretty good as well, well i did the, like that one the first the first uh words oh, are, she might not like the first words all
0: right <laughs> p was like uh i and now i listened to ashley part one recently and i don't know if like i can't make the connection if it's actually about a woman named ashley who passed away or if it's just i'm getting there still but maybe we'll have to ask the band that but uh Thank you so much to BPM for passing it along. Great record. It's called New Low by We Were Sharks. Now, Sam, hit us with your CGC TCG.
1: Yeah, a little TCG this week. Um, This is CGC Universal Grade Charizard V. Came out in 2020 out of Champion's Path. It was the secret rare, number 79 out of 73. Yes, I said that correctly. (laughs) Overall, CGC gave this a mint 9. Now, CGC has this service for cards where you could pay a little bit extra to get the subgrades. And the subgrades, like so it's like you get the overall grade from your centering, your surface, your corners, and your edges. So on mine, they gave me a 9 for centering. Surface got the 8-5. Corners, 9-5. Edges, 9-5. So I just missed out. If, if that Surface hit a 9, I think I would have got the 9-5 grade. I think that's how that works. But it, it was a mint card when I got it. I got it from Zach's underscore collectibles on IG. He hooked it up. Give him a follow. I'm not sure if he's still selling Pokemon cards. He's been quiet on IG recently, but this was this was the first new Pokemon card I got since like this was like the first card I got that kind of got me back to buy a couple packs here and there to try to get the you know the chasers you know battle styles came out with what Tyranitar and the Gold uh, Houndoom I thought were cool. Tried to chase them, still no luck but I was able to get one of these. Um, Right now, CGC doesn't have a census or a pop report for their TCGs yet. They said in multiple interviews that it's coming soon, that they're working on it. But I did pull up PSAs and uh, there's a shit ton that are graded from just PSA alone. There's 7,474 total graded. Four being the lowest, there were six of them. There's 26 fives, 162 sixes, 85 sevens, 196 eights, 1,888 nines, and 5,111 mint tens. So again, your Pokemon from back in the day, they, they printed that series to death. And Champion's Path was selling like hotcakes. You couldn't find them on the shelves. You always sell them on eBay for, of course, an inflated price. But if you were lucky enough, this is the is the chase card. This is one that I think cha- Champion's Path could have some value overall. Just people chasing that Charizard V, getting that shiny Charizard. He looks awesome. And I'm, I'm happy to have it in my collection for a nine. So that was your CGC TCG card spotlight, Charizard V from Champion's Path.
0: Obviously, like base set and people like Lee and Hart, and even Jake Paul doing openings and stuff like that.
1: I That's think- Logan Paul.
0: Logan Paul, whatever. They're both pieces of shit. Uh, I think, like, obviously th- having like audiences like that, and you know, with there being a pandemic and just like collecting, kind of even games and stuff, kind of blowing up right now. Champions Path was the first kind of new set that really started the trend back into Pokemon cards, and even that Rainbow Zard and even the Shining Zard. Yep. Really, that those like you said those chaser cards. The first ones in a really long time outside of the current fans of the TCG. It got new collectors in it. It got old school Pokemon fans back into it. It got people like you back into it. Who you know you had Pokemon cards out the wazoo when you were kids, and it's great that you're getting back into it. So, Champion's Path was really this kind of catalyst for this. Blowing up of the TCG again now. Unfortunately, that blowing up is causing fights and Target and Walmart to pull their stock, and kids can't get yeah, into it. That's and, a shame, and all of that negativity that's coming with it. So hopefully, that does get you know kind of.
1: uh yeah I mean, kids can't fixed. even find freaking Pokemon cards. Like that's a damn shame. And, like and it'll seeing be- the grown adults going to shelves and like throwing their arm on the shelf and like dumping as many packs, boxes, tins as many they get, just going in their cart. It's like. That's what, that's what you become. Like, Look at yourselves, guys. That's not collecting. Like if you were a that's kid, you would be ashamed of yourself.
0: Yeah, that's just reselling. That's not collecting. That's not true. It's like it's a bunch of bullshit. And, you know, I somebody at, at Jim Nudgebauer actually texted me and said, uh, you forgot to say it's like something. And I cannot remember. So, Jim, I'm really sorry. I can't remember the comp you made, but I texted back. Said, that's a really good comp. And <clears throat> I, you know, it's like. You're taking a hobby out of kids' hands that readily had access to these cards forever. I used to go to Target and Walmart, and they were the the shelves would be overstocked with all these back. Dude, even we like would
1: go ah, when I collect, I'd go to Toys R Us. That's where I went to get my packs. You Walmart though, you know they they had some tubo. You know Toys R Us was the big you know pack openings for me.
0: And it's just like now you can't find them anywhere, and if you're taking it out of the. What about these kids?
1: It's just- yeah, I know. And, and and real quick, last thing I want to say, I really do love these CGC cases. I feel like these are way more sturdy and, and secure than PSAs. That's just my personal opinion. Um, I I love the label. Maybe it's because I'm just so used to their their comic label. Some people I heard their gripes with it, but to me, I I think it's perfect. I love having the subgrades. I love you know because you see people get the card back when PSA, it just says an eight or a seven and nine tenths, and they go. Oh, oh! What did they ding it for? And you're looking all over the card; they can't find it. I like having the subgrades to see what it got dinged for, it, and then I can kind of look and see where they got. Like, I, I wanted—I'm like, new to the card TCG card grading, so just to kind of get that, it gives me just a, a little. It helps me figure out what they're looking for, what they're gauging, what they're dinging it for, and, and so on and so forth. All right, everybody,
0: that was it. That was episode two thirty-eight. Again, next week's kind of going to start our blowout coverage of E3 predictions. The week after that, we'll have recaps of the press conferences. It's just, well, we're not going to do bonuses for all of them. It'll be one, but still really looking forward to that. A lot of talking coming up in the next couple weeks. You're going to hear my voice and Sam's voice a ton. I talk a lot, so probably mine more. That's annoying for a lot of you. I'm sorry I have an annoying voice. It's just part of it. I was born this way. Accept it. it. (laughs) Just Yeah, accept it. Blame whomever. It's Just don't blame my parents. They didn't have anything to do with it. My voice is my fault. All right, everybody. Now that I'm back to normal, that was fucking... I'm just... I'm losing it. I'm ready to go. Uh, (laughs) He's delirious. Everybody, we'll see you next week for episode 239. You didn't see that coming?